Hey, all you beautiful people out there. This is the Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast. We are your host, Daniel Tribby. And I am Oriana Guevara. And in this episode, we're talking about step one in understanding self-mastery. Time to mental up. Let's go. Welcome to the Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast, where we believe that if you are not working on your personal mastery, you are leaving 80% of your business potential on the table. We are your hosts. I am Daniel Tribby. And I am Coach Oriana Guevara. Hi, Oriana. Hi, Daniel Tribby. What are we doing today? What are we talking about? We're talking about the journey of self-mastery and continuous self-improvement and how it just feels like shit sometimes. Doesn't it, <laughs> it does. doesn't it? Is that because we tend to um, be too hard on ourselves at times? I think there's a lot of reasons for why it feels bad, but yeah. we're gonna talk about what phase one, step one. Let's do that. So on step, the journey towards self-improvement. Right, so understanding self-mastery, right? Yes. And then what does that first step look like is the discussion of today's episode. So if we are going to talk about self-mastery and what that entails, what actually is self-mastery? Because some people are probably listening going, oh, self-mastery, I can master myself, you know, but what does it actually mean to yeah. master oneself? Yeah, to me, self-mastery is being consistently in the work. I think when you're at the place where you realize that you need to start engaging in self-work or for, I think the experience that most people have is you feel called to your self-work, right? You feel called into needing to do something to get to the next level. So that process of making that realization within yourself and then actually taking action, whatever that looks like, maybe it's getting a coach, a mentor, Right. doing some personal professional development and those aspects yeah those aspects like what are they so we, we could talk about things like um emotional health right relationship health um if you're a business owner how do you grow your business right mm -hmm. but in order to grow your business you have to grow yourself yourself right yeah so a lot of those things come are play a part excuse me in in self-mastery mm -hmm. right it's not just a, i've mastered myself and i've got to this end point it's a continuous journey right and yeah. it sometimes is very very difficult because you are stepping outside of a comfort zone mm -hmm. that most people like to live in it, it feels comfortable to do the same shit every day or to handle situations in the same fashion yeah. right but once somebody challenges us to think differently that's uncomfortable and a lot of times we shut down Right. Right. Yeah. So in that first step, that first step we've defined in the self-mastery process as where are you right now? Right. Where are you right now? So we're talking about the assessment, really, and doing a really a whole assessment on your life in different aspects of your life that are going to help you understand the who, what, where and why. That's the first kind of segment of step one of what we're calling where are you right now is getting a handle on like where where are you in your life right now what got you to the place that you're at right now so if we're talking about who and really getting to the crux of understanding really it, I mean it's a deep question right who, sure. who am I in the world right now today, especially when you're in the place where you're feeling called to do something else. Yeah. What's the first thing people should do when they start getting to that place? Well, for one thing, I think when people define who, they, they tend to define who they are as 
attributes about themselves that are really not who they are. It's more like it's what I'm, they do, right? right? Or it's I'm a wife, I'm yeah. a mother, I'm a father, I am a bank worker, I am a 42 year old guy that likes to go fishing on the weekends. Like that's those are things that that you do, but it's right. not necessarily who you are. Right. So reaching down deep inside of yourself to discover, you know, what are your passions? What are you an expert in mm -hmm. that you could share with the world? Yeah, yeah, and and even going further than that, you know, what are what are your passions? What's your expertise, your knowledge, your background, and how can you use that to do something else with it, right? Because we're presuming that if you're at the pla at the place where you are feeling called to do something else, to support, you know, either a a movement to take a stand in the world in a different way than you have been, that's what's actually calling you into your personal growth work. That's what's calling you into an up level mm. and having to make a movement. So how do you actually use your strengths, passions, expertise to create value, right? That's what I wanna, I wanna keep that, that value proposition at the center because if, you, mm -hmm. if you're really early on in your self-work and you can really start to shape a conversation within yourself around how do I create value either in a different industry, in a different career, or by going into business for myself, that's a different conversation than just what can I do percent. that's different than, than what I'm doing now. Or I don't like where I'm at right now, I'm not happy with my career, what else can I do? You know, like that's a, that's a wimpy conversation Mm. compared to how can I use my strengths, skills, and passions to create value in the marketplace in a different way than I do now, right? And can I do something other than exchanging my time for money, mm -hmm. right? And create value for money instead. Right, and in order to create value for someone else, you first have to find value in yourself. Hell yeah. Right? Which becomes who you are, right? right? Mm -hmm. So every one of you listening to this is a valuable person you have valuable ideas thoughts interests passions goals desires all of those things and so many of us tend to turn them off and think that what the world is giving me is as good as it gets right there's mm -hmm. this feeling that men are supposed to be a certain way women are supposed to be a certain way you get married you have kids you build a house you have a fence you have dogs you have cats you do all this other shit mm -hmm. and that's just how life is and that's not how it is that's the picture that's been painted for you yeah it's time for you to decide how you're going to paint your own fucking picture oh yeah yeah be the architect for your life and i mean it doesn't the employment setting do that to you though right like yeah. you come into the employment setting maybe fresh out of high school or college and you've got so much so many gifts and so much to give and your employment setting and maybe all the settings you've been in since then was is like we hired you for this even if you're good at that we didn't hire you for that so mm. put that shit on the back burner we don't need that part of you here been there lived it right it. so yeah. i get that so what about the what you talked about the who now if we were to look at in this assessment process, what meaning like, where am I at right now? What got me here? You know, and what are my opportunities to grow? Yeah, um, I think that the big realization has to be that what got you to where you are right now will not get you to the next point. Oh my gosh, that's so true. That's right? such a, yeah. So, and so that's important. the big thing that people miss. You approach every situation the exact same way that you've. Uh, approached every situation in your life yeah. and you think that you can continue to do that and what's going to happen is you're going to get the same lackluster result yeah right that's what we all do well this is how i do it and this is why i do it this way and this is the result that i've been getting and that's how i want everybody else to mm -hmm. to get in line with me and that's just not how the shit works well it's just it's like the equivalent of 
when you go into an organization where there's people that have been working for a long time and you start to come in with fresh eyes and go, why mm-hmm. do you do it that way? And they're like, oh, this is just how we've always done it. And you're oh like, hey, there's an easier way. And they're like, uh-uh, we, we're doing it this way because it's how we've right. always done it. That's what we're comfortable with. But right. people manifest that exact same scenario in mm-hmm. their own life. Yeah. Right. And then they want to go either into business or into a new career path and thinking that whatever got them successful in their past career, you know, endeavor is also going to work in this new career or business endeavor. And I know from personal experience, it is not that way. You know, I thought that I could just like grind my way into success in my business when I first made that leap from working in full time employment into having my own business and growing my own business, you know, I, I thought, you know, I'm just going to build this foundation for my business the same way that I did when I went to grad school and the same way that I did with when I went to, you know, when I started my career was just like grind it out 12 hour days and I can do that. And that's going to, you know, it's going to work for me. No problem. And man, did I like really, yeah. Cause I mean, what happens is myself up. Uh, sure, and and we've I think we we can share in that same that similar feeling because what happens is that you know the way we've always done it is where innovation goes to die. Yeah. Right. So write that down. Right. That's a truth <laughs> bomb for you. The way you've always done it is where innovation goes yeah. to die. It's where self mastery and personal growth and business growth goes to die. And as a healthcare provider, opening a healthcare business, I was really good at treating people terrible at things like leadership, mm-hmm. terrible at things like emotional health, right? Or emotional intelligence that we hear about all the, you know, that's so rampant everywhere. And until you understand what it is that you need to, to work on to become who you need to become, you mm-hmm. will continue to get the same shit results that you've gotten. So true. So when you're doing your personal assessment and thinking, what got me here? Really also look at what are the things about the experience that got you to where you're at that you do not want to manifest in your next experience, right? Because if you you built your career up to this point in time, you know, with a lot of struggle and grind and frustration, you know, it's easy to get into the mindset that that's just what it takes. Mm. And that when you make a pivot, it's just going to be more of that. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way, but you got to do it with some intention. Right. Yeah. And you're moving into kind of the where that third portion of where are you and, and, and how has past experience led you to this point? And you have to think to yourself, what do you love about your past experience and what did you hate, mm-hmm. right? Too many people don't do that assessment, right? They yeah. just go, this is how I'm doing it, and I go. Yeah, hate's right? a strong word too, but honestly, right. when we have experiences that we don't prefer, that's how I like to call them, so we don't put judgment around them, but right. when you have experiences that you don't prefer because you dislike them because they didn't serve you, there's so much to learn from that experience, mm. you know, and uh, about that, what you don't want to do moving forward. Yeah, or that fear of looking stupid, mm. right? So mm-hmm. everything that I used to do worked, and now it doesn't, and now I'm of uh, when every time I speak, I feel dumb. Right, right. right. So, Which and, is easy when you're an expert in something, and then you right. go from that, from being an expert, maybe highly respected and regarded in your field, mm-hmm. to doing something new, and everything is new, and everything makes you feel dumb and like a newbie right right? and it's like it's the learning curve of doing something new and Mm -hmm. if you can't like just sit in that and be with it you're really going to struggle and have some limitations come up for you in your thinking right right so what would be on our fourth um step of self-recognition and assessment like is the why so the motivation behind why you want to move in the direction um or in a direction away from where you are now Mm -hmm. to this new direction. Why do you want to do that? And I think that what a lot of people, especially in business, 
they think that there's this grandiose mountaintop outcome. I'm going to open this business. It's going to be super successful. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to move here. I'm going to move there. I'm going to go do this and I'm going to have that. And what you forget or what you don't forget, but what you don't realize is that just because you see people like the Bill Gates, um, or the um, the Gary Vaynerchuks and those types of people in the world, mm-hmm. you see the success. What you don't see is the grind, right? Right. And nobody gets into improving themselves to ultimately improve their business because they want to be a gazillionaire. They have a why that's structured behind who do they want to serve and why do they want to serve that person? What is the change that they want to see in the world based upon what they're going to offer. Yeah. 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 I love the conversation about your why, because I mean, I think that could be a podcast episode by itself because it's so complex. You know, how do you create a why that's compelling enough? Because there's so many, it's a multidimensional question, right? It's about you. It's about your, your family. It's about what you want to see in the world. Like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, there's so many different aspects to it. And, and I would say, you know, my, my why has evolved significantly since I left full-time employment and, and became a coach. I would say my initial why was just like getting out of the painful experience that I was co- uh, that I was in in my full-time employment setting. Mm-hmm. That might be the why that initially called me to start dreaming like, man, what other options are there out there for me? What else could I create for myself, right? right. Which that usually is the impetus for most people, right? Like you want to get out of a painful situation. But that does and will evolve over time and and as such it should as you get closer and closer to like your life purpose your passions and how you can utilize your personal and professional skills experiences to serve others yeah you know and i said personal because there's a lot about your personal life experience that particularly as a coach you can utilize to support other people yeah it's a story right so it's a story that people will identify with right right? typically Mm -hmm. what you've been through or what somebody else uh will associate excuse me what you've been through other people will associate with that moment of feeling that same way or having that same Mm -hmm. situation happen to them and this is a a moment of realization and acceptance right so Mm -hmm. you realize where am i now is that good enough for me yes or no Right. And then accepting that answer. Now, acceptance for me is twofold, right? I can accept where I am right now based upon what I've done so far, but I don't have to accept what I do from the next point forward, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to accept that that's been, that's good enough to move me into that next level right. of self mastery. I don't have to accept that. Yeah. One of the um, great things that came up in our clubhouse talk this week. So, for you podcast listeners who aren't aware, we host a weekly pod, uh, clubhouse talk at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. And so we engage with our listeners. And from those conversations we have with our listeners, we actually inform what we're going to talk about and record on the podcast. So one of the things that came up as it relates to your why, you know, was this idea of having a responsibility and a duty mm-hmm. to change the world and to create something in the world that could support people's healing and growth exactly in a way that that you've experienced healing and growth right so mm-hmm. like how can i keep people from experiencing the suffering that i've experienced right as it related to my past relationship yeah. my divorce my personal health and in all the ways that i've struggled you know mm-hmm. if i could give somebody a shortcut to that yep. why the hell not yeah and i love the word duty right yeah so we have a duty as a people as a person as a whatever binary object you associate yourself with to spread love, hope, 
change to other people, Mm -hmm. right? But we also have a duty to do the same for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you cannot adequately make change or help somebody else make change unless you are pouring from a full cup. Like your cup should be so full, you're drinking from the saucer that's underneath it. Yeah, it's overflowing, so it doesn't cost you anything to give it away. Exactly, thousand percent. Yeah, I love that. So this is, again, we're on step one of assessing where you are right now in your growth to personal mastery Mm. and self-mastery. And so we talked about the assessment of who, what, where, and why. What about what's next? Then once you make this assessment, then what? Yeah, so we talked about the realization and appreciation of where you are, yeah. right? And a lot of times um, inside of that realization and appreciation, there's a capped feeling. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I've hit a ceiling. And I can mm-hmm. speak from, from my own personal experience here as I worked for a very large healthcare corporation for almost a decade. And really good at treating my patients, really good at outcomes, getting really good customer service scores, you know, outstanding um productivity numbers, all those things, right? Just to be smacked on the back to say, great job, how much more can you do? Mm. And I'm like, I'm not your fucking workhorse. Like, what is this? Like, this is not, I felt like at a certain point that I am working for some dude sitting in a leather padded office in a captain's chair, eating bonbons and watching Captain yeah, Kangaroo. Yeah, trying to figure out right. his next. Uh, I'm like, what's his the next, next car? He's going to buy. Move, right, <laughs> and so at a certain point, you bring ideas to the table and you say, "Hey, I think this would be great. I think this would be awesome." You you have this creative people person mindset, which is which is who I am deep inside, and the issue was is that you get stopped at every corner they're like oh yeah it's a great idea we'll see who can get to implement it i'm like no bitch i want to implement it right and they're like well yeah but we can't take you out of the clinic because you do such a good job with the patients and i'm like wait a minute Mm. so i'm stuck in a place where i can't move because you think i'm too good at what i already do Mm. Like what kind of bullshit is that? I'm sure there's right? a lot of people that could relate to that. Yes, yeah. and so you hit, you feel capped. You're too good for your own good. Right, <laughs> you feel like somebody has just put a limit on you. Yeah, they did, because that's exactly what happened. And it's an in, in it, even though it's an external limit, you feel it internally. Mm-hmm. You feel like, well, this is all I'm meant to be, I guess. Yeah. Right, and I'm sure a lot of you can, can relate to that. Is this really all I'm meant to be? Yeah. And the answer's no. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, what you've done that got you to this point in time, while it's while it's not what's going to get you to the next place that you want to be and it's not your next up level, you do have to sit in a space of appreciation that everything that you've done up to this point in time in your life has brought you to this place so and prepared you to be the person that does the next thing. Yeah, I, gratitude right. is what I hear you like throwing Absolutely. out there, right? Yeah, so, just having that appreciation for, for it, which is part of acceptance too, you know? Like yeah. um, one of my, the experience that I had when I was just, just dreaming, just considering like, do I hire the business coach or not to start my own business and what would that look like? You know, I kept coming back to this place where it was like, man, how do I dismantle 15 years worth of a career that I've built up to this point in time? Mm-hmm. And just listen to the words behind that. How do I dismantle? Right? How negative is that? Such a limiting yes. mindset. Right. And it wasn't until somebody helped me realize that as long as I keep referring to my next move as a dismantling, I'm never going to be able to actually make it. Yeah. That I needed to reframe my thinking into 
the 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 idea that everything I had done up to this point in time had prepared me for making this next move, and therefore it was not a dismantling at all. Right. It was actually you know 15 years of preparing、mm-hmm. for this such moment, so that I could be the person that I needed to be to make that、yeah. move. And so many high performers out there, you always hear them say, "Change your story, change your life."、Mm, right. So true. So and at that point, right, you you start to. Think to yourself, well, maybe this is all I'm made for, right? Yeah. If I have to dismantle it, how important was it? But the other side of that coin is that there's so many valuable lessons that you've picked up along the way. So rather than bitch about the situation, sit for a moment in gratitude and think about, okay, what did I learn here? What did I gain here? How do I move from this stepping stone to the next one without leaving a shit stain on the one I just left? <laughs> which so many people do. You leave a shit-covered footprint on the the stone you just left behind,、mm-hmm. and that's never a good thing. You want to carry in gratitude. Things that you've learned, and then take things that maybe weren't so positive,、right. and find ways to change those for the future. Because you're going to come across those situations again, and if you handle them the same way you handled them previously, guess what's going to happen? The same fucking outcome. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the same level of stuckness just keeps popping back up.、Right. You know, you got to get into this is part of the process of self mastery, right? Is that you are changing the way that you think about、mm-hmm. things because you change your beliefs and then your perception of the world changes, right? And right. so the next up level for you isn't a dismantling of anything, right? It's right. a it's a building upon. Uh, situation, and so you can actually get yourself into the place where you can start dreaming about possibilities for yourself that would be more fulfilling,、yep. um, rather than thinking about all of the things that you will either lose or miss out on if you make a move, if you up level. Which is a common mistake that people make is that they get into this place where they're, you know, they're facing an, a potential up level, whatever that means for you, right? That could be a promotion in your current pr- career, or that could be, you know, making a much bigger leap in your life.、Mm-hmm. And you start to go, oh, but what if I fill in the blank,、mm-hmm. right, with limitation? That ends、yeah. up activating your nervous system, right, and making you feel fearful,、yep. and getting you stuck in a place of indecision. So, what are some of the common things that you've heard as a coach with people、oh, that are on that ledge, essentially,、yeah. you know, and they just can't make that jump or take that next so step? So, we're yeah, we're getting to the conversation of of self limiting beliefs, right? So, this is these are things that happen. Right, we have a dream. Right, and we feel this dream so passionately, and we finally make a decision to say what I've done up to this point has been great, but it's not good enough for me moving forward.、Mm-hmm. I have a dream, not to Martin Luther King this, but I, I have a dream to become, or to do, or to offer, or to support, or to change. And then what happens is we start to express this passion with other people. And then people say to you, "Why do you want to do that?、Mm. <laughs> why? Why would you do that?" Or my favorite, my personal favorite, which I've heard from my mother, is, "Oh, I'm gonna love you no matter what." Oh God, no matter what. What does that mean? No matter、yeah. what. Like you don't agree with what I'm gonna do, and you're gonna love me anyway, or you're gonna support me in what I'm gonna do. Like, what does that actually mean? So the first limiting beliefs are usually given to you by people who are closest to you.、Mm-hmm. So stay in your dream. And do not let people wake you up from it、yeah. with ideas or thoughts that are going to make you feel like you're not good enough or you're not enough. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on that because you know I don't want people to get the perception that what we're saying is to 
you know, move in total silence and don't don't ask anybody for help. True. This is about the common mistake here that we're referring to is going to the wrong people for help and support. Going to people who've never done the thing that it is that you want to want mm. to do. So have, many experts who've never done shit. Right. Have, going yeah. to people <laughs> who've never had to make that type of up level in your life mm -hmm. that you're being faced with right now. Right. You know, and whether that's in your personal relationships or in your career, in your business, whatever it is, it doesn't take a lot. You know, you go to the wrong person, even though they might be well-intentioned or they might uh, really truly want the best for you. You know, entrepreneurship is the perfect example because we'll often go either to parents or to friends or loved ones to say, hey, I have this idea for a business. Can I run it past you? And because they're not in entrepreneurship, they've never built a business. They've never heard of that thing. They like in their mind, they just like your idea just bumps up in against a wall. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what they reflect back at you is all of everything that you already have in your mind about how this might be hard to do. Mm -hmm. And then you start telling yourself that this is going to be hard to do. Right. So that would definitely be a common mistake that I see people making at this early, early stage. Yeah, Stop taking advice from the Harvard MBA or the Harvard entrepreneur teacher who's never owned a fucking business, yeah. right? Who's never actually executed on anything, right? Mm -hmm. You can have great teachers, but make sure these teachers are living in that vision or living in that mission or who have done it, but more importantly, who have done it and failed at it and then done it again yeah right yeah. and i think you know speaking of, of failure um there is a fear of failure mm -hmm. at a certain point you know you start working and going and then you realize oh shit maybe i haven't maybe maybe i can't do this maybe i maybe i'm not good enough right maybe i don't know enough and the answer is no you don't know enough and you're never going to because it's a constant journey to make change mm -hmm. right but the idea is that just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure right right yeah i mean the 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 definition of failure really has to be redefined failure is is not even attempting mm -hmm. you know not even attempting to figure it out not even attempting to find someone who could help you um even if it's as much as asking questions not even attempting to find a coach or a mentor who could support you that's the real failure right. versus making a real informed attempt maybe not landing where your expectation was because that's really what failure is right? right your reality doesn't match your expectation for whatever it was that you mm -hmm. wanted to happen but you could still be three steps further ahead than you were before you started right maybe right. your expectation was that att this attempt was going to get you 10 steps ahead okay it only got you three steps ahead that's not a failure right right it's like the bicycle thing right and i, we, I use this a lot i used it yesterday on our clubhouse and it's you don't learn to ride a bike by riding a bike. You learn to ride a bike by busting your ass. Right, right, a few times. Scuffing your elbows, knees, bonking your head, all of that. That's how you learn. Yeah. There is science out there, and yes, I'm going medical on you guys right now. There's science out there that suggests that failure produces actually change synapses in the brain. It means it physically changes the way your brain works, and you learn by failing. You don't learn when you do everything right the first time. Yeah. It is frustrating when you fail, right? I look at my nine-year-old son all the time. He's like, I can't do it. I'm like, dude, it's the first time you've tried it. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm just not very good. I'm like, well, Duh, nobody's good the first time you try something. It yeah. takes a ton of doing shit the wrong way before you figure out what to do, right? That doesn't work, 
okay yeah. and then now you you pivot and you go to the next thing you try the next piece right you find people like you mentioned coaches mentors that you can talk to that can help you turn decades into days hours into minutes absolutely right months into weeks whatever it may be talk to people who've already made the mistakes learn what those are and allow yourself the space to fail Mm-hmm. pivot and move forward yeah yeah i would say also you know common mistake and this is totally related and this is probably intertwined with every mistake that i see people make and that even that i've made right it's just an, an uh, unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. right the expectation that i should have gotten this perfectly right or uh the first time that i did it you know uh this should have turned out the way that i wanted it to the very first time this should have uh, been different mm-hmm. right even the, the the idea that there is a right and a wrong, right, yep. is problematic because the moment that you start labeling and placing that judgment on right. what it is that you're doing and how you're going about it, you're going to start becoming and activating that overly critical voice in your mind and you're going to start comparing yourself, which is mm-hmm. another big mistake. Yeah, and expectations have usually two outcomes and neither one of them are great. Yeah, I expect to get to this point. And because you set that goal and that expectation and you get to that point, now it's lackluster. And you see this all the time. You order this new thing in the mail and you're so excited and you get it. And then within two days, you fucking forgot about it, right? So you have an ex- if you have an expectation, you're setting an expectation and you meet that goal, it will have lackluster types of, of feelings around it, mm-hmm. right? And then if the expectation is so high and you never meet it, then you feel just as lost as if you did meet it. So stop creating expectations, realistic or unrealistic, right? Mm -hmm. Find out the direction you need to move in and start putting the steps in place to reach goals. And don't worry about the expected time frames. Humans are terrible predictors of how much time it's going to take to do anything. Totally. I can sit here and say, (laughs) I'm going to have all my video courses recorded for you guys next week. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's another common mistake. Yeah, is feeling like uh, I should be further ahead. Yeah, stop comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, comparison. This is what happens. I mean, you, you get into this place in your mindset and you start to really reinforce the limiting beliefs. You know, mm. you, you have one experience, which is essentially not a failure, but an expectation mismatch, which you label as a failure. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing things like comparing yourself to other people in your industry who are further along, right? right? You start doing things like, um, you know, telling yourself you should be further ahead than where you really are, you know, which I yep. think is Uh, also based in this idea um, of people not understanding how much it actually takes to lift a business off the ground. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's obnoxious. It's obnoxiously long time in terms of the time period, but also the financial and and the time and and energetic investment of resources. Sure, sure. And so when you go into that with an unrealistic expectation and you think, oh yeah, six months, I'm going to get this off the ground. Or like a lot of the advertisements out there that are like, you know, do this program and you can be a millionaire in 90 days. Right. You know, guys, you know, if you get yourself into that place and then on that 91st day, your bank account doesn't reflect your expectation, you know, you could start going down a dark road just mentally. Yep. You know, going, yep. man, I invested into this program and I didn't get my expected results, you know. So, yeah. again, it's everything in business building is going to be, you know, shifting your mindset. That's why we say mindset is 80 percent, maybe mm-hmm. even more than 80 percent in the beginning, especially. Right. right. I would say it's even as much as 90 percent and 10 percent strategy. You know, and so we go around and we chase all the strategies. That's another common mistake, right? Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that some more in another podcast episode. But we're chasing strategies, but we're not doing the work on the mindset. 
mm-hmm. and not and we're not moving forward in that self mastery. Yep. And then when you get punched in the gut, the mindset's not there to support you in the next right. steps you need to take. Yeah. Right. So to recover. Big, yeah, absolutely. Big, big, big thing. So so let's let's um let's answer our, our regular question, shall we? Yeah. So our our episode ending question of what was your biggest aha moment when it came to this first step in personal mastery? What did you realize about yourself when you look at these who, where, why types of, of things? Like what was that assessment like for you? What's yeah, that aha man. Uh, okay, I'm not even gonna lie. I've had a lot of aha moments, right? Give me because one. Give me one. I'm consistently in my work, but if I, if I really go back, like time travel back in time to the place where I was still in step one, like assessing where I'm at, Right then it's like I'm sitting in my office back where I used to work and I'm telling myself, how do I just get paid for being myself? Right. And I'm having that conversation with like a a colleague of mine Mm -hmm. and we were laughing. And I'll tell you why we were laughing was because for us and for me in particular, that question seemed absolutely absurd that I could actually do something where I got paid just to like literally be my authentic self. And uh, now it's like, well, that that's actually what I do. I know, because I have to pay you to be my friend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, like the, the process of dreaming, right? And kind of like asking yourself questions that seem silly or yeah. seem absurd or seem like whatever the hell they seem like to you in that moment, mm. right? They're only silly at that time because you're not there yet. Right. Right. But it doesn't mean that you can't be there one day. True. True. Yeah, so, so that was a big aha moment for yeah. me was like, don't limit myself in my dreams or like what I'm actually going to ask as far as like possibilities for me yeah. when I'm considering my next up level. Like nothing's that. nothing is too crazy or absurd. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thanks. I love it. What about you? Oh, gosh. Big aha moment. So huh, this is what I realize is, is the way people perceive you, mm. right? So um, when I said that I was no longer going to treat, I was no longer going to provide the physical rehabilitation services that I used to provide because I wanted to concentrate on developing a business. I wanted to develop this healthcare business and now eventually this coaching business for other healthcare business owners. And the big thing that I got a lot was, are you sure? You're so good at it. You're so good at treating people like you're, you're so good. You can't be good at anything else. You can't, I mean, I mean, holy <laughs> shit. Like, why would you want to stop doing that? You're so good at it. I can't tell you how many people said that to me. And I'm like, so your perception of how good I was at one thing means I may not be as good at another thing. Yeah. Right? And so I think to myself, well, yeah, I am good at it. And even now, these days, I still I have a few clients that I work with, just you know, kind of the VIP thing, if you will, not to sound bougie as hell, but um, that, I, that I work with. And I get that little taste because I do enjoy a little piece of that. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I could never do this full time anymore. Mm. I could never do this full time anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's because I in- love so much helping other people run really amazing healthcare businesses because they need it, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us can associate uh, healthcare practices that we've been to and had horrible experiences, waited for so long, you know, to be seen for five minutes. And I wanted to change that dynamic, right? There's tons of really good providers out there, but there's also tons of really shitty business owners out there, Yeah. right? But that aha moment for me was like, hey, just because I'm good at one thing doesn't mean I can't be good at another one. Mm-hmm. And what do I need to learn to become who I need to become? to not show anybody else that I'm good at it, but to make a change for a group of people that need a change. Yeah, and make the pivot. 
That's it. That's awesome. That's it. I so, like that. Amazing. Well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us today. This was our, uh, what's this, our third recording, fourth recording already? This is episode, episode three. Yeah. yeah. So this was our step one in our self-mastery process. We're going to lead you guys in the coming weeks uh, for the follow-up step. So thanks yes. again for joining both myself and Oriana for the Edgy Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We will hopefully have you soon. Bye-bye. Stay edgy, bitches. <laughs> Stay edgy, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>